The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Brett King. It's Monday morning, which means it's time for the Boys of Tech, a weekly podcast covering the tech stories of the week just gone. And this episode is number 82 for Monday, 6 September 2010. My name is Edwin Herman. My co-host's name is Brett King. Welcome along, Brett. Howdy. Brett, this week we're joined by Cameron Colley from Groggle. Welcome along, Cameron. Hi, how's it going? Very good. It's lovely to have you back on the show. Uh, Third appearance, I believe. This is my third appearance, yeah. Cameron's our Australian correspondent. And as I mentioned, you, you had a company called Groggle. And I think we in one of the episodes, we talked about the dispute that uh, Google had over the, your company named Groggle. That's so right. I, I take it that's still in the stages of being resolved? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, final stages, I'm hoping. Um, it's been dragging on a bit. But um, I'd like to think the next week or so, it'll definitely be, uh, be over. And... Um, we can announce uh, the new plans, I guess. That'd be great. Well, it's certainly uh, great to have you on the show once again. Thank you very much. Now, how about that earthquake? <laughs> the earthquake yes. in Christchurch here in New Zealand. Yes, it, it's a crazy wow. on the news so far. So it's, I think this has made the news everywhere worldwide. It was uh, a, it's, yeah, it's been the opening story uh, that I've seen this morning on the news here in Australia. So it's basically the first thing that they're all, they're all talking about. And in fact, right round in the Antipodes uh, BBC, uh, on the front page of that, it was uh, splashed across there as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was a pretty big shake. I felt it. Oh, did you feel it? Yeah, well, I was awake. You were awake. I was playing Guitar Hero <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and I was playing Guitar Hero, felt the shake, pondered whether or not it was big enough for me to bother you know, stopping playing and go stand under a doorway or something. But it wasn't, so I just kept on playing. <laughs> it was until little the morning you know. that they said it was like, whoa, catastrophe. <laughs> you know, state of emergency called in Christchurch. Yeah, it's well, like, exactly. Little did you know. It was, yeah. It was, I think, initially given a 7.4, but in the end, I think they gave it a 7.1. But uh, yeah, buildings down, uh, lots of buildings down. Yeah, lots of buildings down. And what was once the Canterbury Plains is now Canterbury Rolling Hills. <laughs> in, in places, I understand. Yeah, yeah, it's it's done some some marvelous things to some roads, and lots of parts of Canterbury are without water and sewage. Goodness me! That's but great. they do have electricity and internet. They have internet, do they? Yeah, I, I have a friend of mine who sent me an email saying that we've got no water, we've got no. Storage, but we have power and internet. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you need, eh? <laughs> yeah, you know what's a little scary though is the the storage system because you know once once that is out of action, if you think about it, that affects a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, indeed it does, and very expensive to go through and do fixing up oh, all yeah. of the leaks, finding out where they all are, where there's cross you know cross contamination between the different pipes and everything that's running along that. Oh, it's it's going to take a lot of effort. Um, a, lot, a lot of money is going to have to be diverted to there to fix that city back up. That's terrible. 
scary stuff. It really kind of, you know, it makes me think, though, about the big one that they keep talking about here in Wellington. We're on a major fault line here. And, uh, you know, several, several, yeah, actually several major fault lines. And we're told that the, the big one here will basically flatten the city. So it, it kind of makes you think, you know, oh, you know, let's let's get prepared. Mm. Get that those <laughs> bottles of water under the desk, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you'd, I'd hazard a guess that um, Wellington's probably a bit more prepared for earthquakes than Christchurch would have been. Well, that's the thing. Apparently, they discovered this new fault line that they didn't know was in Christchurch. They, they said it was a, a previously undetected fault line. They didn't know yeah. about this, the, that there was a fault line that ran right through this, you know, or near the city. They knew yeah. of others nearby, but not this particular one. But there you go. They've discovered it now, haven't they? Anyway, yeah. we'll move on and uh, kick off the show. Just before I do, I understand uh, Cameron in Australia, you, your Westpac bank was down for, for a while, wasn't it? It was, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, did that, effect, did that West... affect you? Or? No, it affected my wife because she's with Westpac. Uh, I'm not. But yeah, internet banking down is not cool. No. I understand there was an outage with a whole bunch of their IT systems. I think FPOS as well or whatever you call it over there, the debit card yeah. system. Electronic funds transfer at point of sale. Yeah, that. Yeah, we call it FPOS too. Oh, you call it that too. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good. I, I think in, in America they, they don't they call it something else. And actually, yeah, most, most of our us. listeners are from America, so we have to bear that in mind. Oh, cool. It's just called EFT or something over there, isn't it? I, I don't know. I, I have okay. no idea. Cool. I try and describe it by saying you know debit cards because that's what they are. But yeah, yeah. There you go. What a week. Yeah, things falling over all over the place. Yeah. And actually, in this week also, I just discovered, I, ha- I have this uh, record player, turntable thing, that I've had for 12 years. I've only just discovered yesterday that it had a built-in preamp. And all the while, I had this external mixer connected to it to convert the phono signal into a line signal so I can then feed it into my, my uh, stereo system. And, and I, just, I, I just discovered this little switch that you know, it says on-off, and it turns on or off the preamp. So... I can get rid of the external mixer now. <laughs> 12 years, oh, Brett. 12 years I've had this thing. Oh, do you need glasses or something? <laughs> well, actually, you, yeah. you didn't notice a switch. Well, the switch was under. The, you have to take off the mat on the turntable and, there's, and, and follow the hole. There's a hole that you, you know, huh? and you kind of swivel it around to the, to the right the place. Who does that? Who puts a switch? It's hidden. That's important. Somewhere like that. <laughs> On a device. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I know. But there you go. <laughs> you should really be asking me, what was I doing taking off the mat and looking underneath? Well, yeah, there is that question too. Were you like yeah. cleaning it or something? No, nah, actually the belt had come off. Yeah. Because I had it upside down. But that's another story. Anyway, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this week in Tech News, Edwin finds out that his 12-year-old <laughs> record player <laughs> doesn't need an external... Mixer. Oh, there you go. Isn't that frustrating? That's great. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Now, the first couple of stories this week I wanted to kick off are just really updates uh, to stories we talked about last week. The first one of all, in, in the weeks, just recent weeks, the first one is that the, remember there was a rape charge for the WikiLeaks founder, Julian Assange? Yeah. Well, apparently that's back on. <laughs> it was on, yes. then it was off, and now it's back it was, on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's getting pretty crazy there. Because, uh, you know, people were saying that it's all part of a smear campaign and people kind of thought that when it was repealed. Yeah. It was like, no, there is no charge. Oh, and it, so everyone decides, oh, okay. So that was just 
because he was being vindicated. But no, yeah. it's back on now. And apparently yeah, the police it's say that It doesn't mean that it's not part of a smear campaign, but it's definitely they've got more backing behind it than just mm. uh, the allegations that was, you know, originally put forward. They've got people standing up and actual parts of the story being told. So it does look like it's a little more deeper than what any of the parties would have you believe. It's still a very bizarre thing, isn't it? It is. Is there much, is there much details? Because I, mean, I must admit, when I first started reading this, I thought he'd been raped. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, um, from what I've read, because rape crime in Sweden covers actually a broad range of different things from oh, okay. just inappropriate behavior to molestation, sexual harassment, that sort of okay. stuff, all comes under the same sort of legislation. And so, right. bits of the story that I've read are that. Julian had behaved inappropriately with a couple of, well, what based on the stories seemed like WikiLeaks kind of groupies. And yeah, he behaved inappropriately with them and had relations with them that didn't turn out quite so well. That's where this is coming from, from the the stories I was reading earlier this week. So it'll be interesting to see more of it because it's all based on the uh, stuff that one particular of the two women who are named in the complaint uh, was talking about what was happening. And so it'll be interesting when we hear more about it from the the other person on the complaint who had a larger part in the complaint. Wow. It's just, it's just amazing. because This isn't the sort of thing you expect from the geek community to have this sort of smear campaign pop up. It's kind of... Um, well, that's if it well, is. It, I mean, it we, is. We it's, yeah. it's bizarre because, yeah. you know, could it be part of some kind of um, smear campaign? Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, so I'm not saying there is. Yeah, I'm not saying there's nothing, there's, there's no truth to it. It just seems to be that he, I know that he's been targeted on a lot of different levels over the last, uh, for a long time, at least for the last year, but especially in the last few months, they've really hit it hard since with the last yeah, stuff. Yeah, so it could, be, it could be part of that or it could just yeah. be that Julian in person be a pretty kind of Heartless, creepy kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. And so, I mean, who really knows? I mean, who really knows except the people who really know Julian? Yes. It does sound like from the stories that were coming out that he took advantage of these two women who fawned over him because of who he was and what he did because they were people attending the WikiLeaks conference. So, and apparently, he's going he's gonna to release the sex tape. It's called Geeks Gone Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, grab that domain uh, name now. <laughs> uh, property already exists. Now you've property, said it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, last week we talked about the PlayStation jailbreak, the one that lets you, I think you have to get this USB dongle that lets you play copied games and homebrew games on your PlayStation 3. Apparently it's now in the wild. You can get some software that will basically chuck this onto a USB microcontroller for you. Excellent. Yeah, you cutting out the middleman. You don't need to buy the dongle from anyone. You just need to, yeah, get a USB microcontroller. And apparently, oddly enough, sales of USB microcontroller devices have spiked recently. Wonder why? Yeah, yeah. Do you think there could be a connection? There could very well be a connection. So it's going to look, this is going to be really hard for Sony to try and keep this oh, one contained. It's in the wild, I, I once think it's, it's out there for yeah. free, once it's on the torrents. And it's game over. Oh, over there, yeah, you're not going to be able to, to get rid of it. The only thing you're going to be able to do is find out how it works, which means you know, play, um, Sony are going to have a much easier job of getting their hands on the code itself, mm. working out how it works, and putting out a firmware patch. Yeah, true. It, you're right. It does help them work out how, how to patch it quicker. Yeah, 
And in fact, Cameron, in your country, in Australia, they managed, uh, Sony managed to get an injunction, I think, to temporarily ban the sales of these hardware devices. Did you hear about yeah. that? Yeah, look, yeah. I, I just don't know if I agree. I, I really think it's up to the, the manufacturer to... Hacks are going to come out in any sort of electronic device, even more so now, given the, you know, the extensive operating systems that all these things run on. Yep. This is what they have to do. This is, this is the, the world we live in. They just can't, they just can't keep blocking uh, the sales of, of other devices when, you know, what about people who are buying them for legitimate reasons or, or for whatever, you know? Um, well, you know, <laughs> technically there's no legitimate reasons no, for this device. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> homebrew, the, the machine was not designed to play homebrew. Mm. And so homebrew being played on it is a misuse of what the device was designed for. Yeah, but does the uh, license say that though? Is there anything about a license agreement that, that says you can't? Uh, who knows? I, I've never read or the Or does EU it maybe it comes under circumventing yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah laws? Yeah. Look, I've got, I've got no issue. If, 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 you, if they turn around and you, put, you decide to put that on your um, device, and, it, and you're like, you know, you decide to jailbreak your iPhone, you do whatever you want. That's fine. You should be allowed to do that. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I have no problem with Sony or, or Apple coming back and saying, oh, by the way, you've just voided your warranty. That's fine. Yeah, that's, that's a fair yeah. deal, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, as yeah, long I as mean, you know, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there shouldn't be any rules as to, to people, for people doing it because, I mean, I own it. I own this thing. If I want to come along, I want to buy a walk-in and buy a DVD player and I want to just completely take it apart and do what I want with it, I should be able to. Yeah. Exactly. There seems to be that they only ever, t- you know, I mean, there's no problem. There is no law against me doing it to a DVD player, but I can't do the PlayStation. Why? Because it kind of opens it up to me being able to, you know, they're losing money off it technically. So I don't know. I just think, yeah, by all means, void my warranty, do what you want, but it's my device. I bought it. I should be able to do what I want with it. Precisely. If you want to take it apart and build a neat little Blu ray laser gun, that, that, yeah. that's your prerogative. Yeah. Uh, and they've got no, yeah, they, they can't stop you. You're just never going to be able to claim anything if you break it. Right. No, <laughs> oh, damn, that's I, broke the, I broke the laser. I need another one. I'll just yeah. give it up warranty. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, you can't take your car apart and then just pull it to it and go, oh, is this coming to my insurance? Yeah, I can't put it back together. It's stuck in front of it. doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. I took my car apart, cleaned all the bits, put it back together, and I've got these, you know, pieces which are leftovers. What do they belong to? Yeah, I mean, it's the same deal. They would laugh at you, and you would have to, you know, and the money to get the put it back together. But no, it's not covered. It's not, you know, you, you've voided your warranty. That's it. Yeah. Well, anyway, this thing is now out in the wild and it's, so it's out there. It's now a software thing. It's no longer a hardware thing in the sense that you don't need to go and buy a piece of custom-built hardware. You can buy a, a USB microcontroller and run some software that, that programs that and away you go. Yep. Now, what's, what's the deal with people throwing, well, the girl throwing puppies into the river on YouTube? Did you see that? There's a video of this... This girl taking puppies out of a, a bucket. Well, what's the th- deal with kids videotaping each other beating the hell out of other people they don't like and putting them on YouTube? Well, it's the Some same thing, isn't it? Some yeah. people are just not nice people. But really, throwing, throwing live puppies into a river to yeah. presumably drown... Some people are just not nice people. But what I thought was most interesting about this is the the, you know, the way that the internet and the pseudo anonymity of the internet creates like mega ultimate mob behavior. Oh yeah, that's that's actually what I wanted to talk about in the story. Absolutely. It's the the backlash, the the backlash of these people, the these hate groups. groups wanting to yeah, hating this person. And it just really really hammers home to me the thing of 
we call humanity and being humanitarian and those sorts of things are being kind and cooperative and building healthy communities and healthy relationships with things. And we are more humane to animals and we get up in arms when things happen to animals more than we do when things that are bad or people do bad things to other humans. Yeah, actually, it does seem that way, doesn't it? Because there yeah. was that other, remember that video about the woman in England who walks down the street, picks up a cat from a wall and shoves it in a, in a wheelie bin. Mm-hmm. It got stuck there for 15 hours. And yeah. there were hate groups that formed over that woman as well. And yeah, and the- there were these people who, you know, put all of their time and effort into hunting down and tracking down who these people are. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not condoning any of these actions whatsoever. What I am talking about here is the mass kind of reaction that happens to it. This mega mob mentality we get when you have, you know, the the pseudo-anonymity of the internet to hide behind. You can vent yourself out. And so these things happen. It's just really bizarre. Because you look at all of the, the, the number of people dying every day for all kinds of different things. The number of people who get randomly shot in America every by, day. Yeah, by some crazy gunman. Yeah. By, and do we see mass hate groups and those sorts of things on the, the internet for that stuff? No. We but don't. That's because, but that's because they weren't filmed. I, th- I think, Cameron, I think you're onto something. I think yeah, it's because they're I mean, not I, there I, saying, hey, look at me. Look what I'm, look at what I'm see, doing. I mean, all, uh, all I can assume that, I mean, as this stuff comes out, people are always doing this. Humans have always acted this way. Yeah. We, we now have the, the, the medium in which to, A, film something on our phone. Everyone's phone nowadays has, has a video. And from there, live, we can push it to YouTube and send out links and stuff so that our immediate network, this is something we've never had to, been able to do in, in human yeah. history. It's so just, the, uh, the way I look at it is... Um, <laughs> People are hate, thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm not so much for... Mob, mob mentality is pretty bad, but I mean, if they... Look at what 4chan did, and they, they, you know, within hours they tracked down who, who the girl was and what her, her name was and where she lived because, well, they're, they're 4chan. This is what they do for fun. But essentially, I mean, that, this is, that's kind of good. Uh, you know, how good would it be if someone films a, a child abduction and there's a, they get a glimpse of a man's face and, you know, half a make of a number plate in a car? Yeah. You know, with that, with that info and suddenly spread and all around the world and people tracking stuff down, I mean, that, that, that's only going to going to benefit us, really. But do you think uh, do you think that girl now faces a real threat, real danger? Someone attacking her? Well, okay, her? yeah, yeah, she does because <laughs> it's something else that's also been shown about yeah. people and about things that come out on the internet and well, just some of the, the random. The Catwoman had a, had police protection around the clock for like the she next, did, yeah. she did for like they were out the, out in front of her house because there were just that many people wanting to to get her. Yeah, um, I mean I don't know. It's kind no, of I think well, there's an element there's an element that's nice in the sense that it's nice that people are anti this and feel strongly about it. However, there's also a dark side, and 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 I think that is that people can go too far. And yes, you wouldn't really want to take. Okay, I'm not condoning at all what these people did. I think it's absolutely disgusting, but. You wouldn't want to take one of those people's lives. I mean, that's just because then over you're the top. doing you're doing worse mm. than what they did. You're taking yeah. an, an extra step. Now, I, having said that, I think a lot of people, because of the as you said, the pseudo anonymity of the net, are, are making these death threats. But I don't. Uh, well, maybe I'm naive, but I don't think anyone would actually carry out a death threat. No, I think there. So. I think you will find that there are plenty of people out there in the 
how many, however many billion of people there are in the world now who would take it that far. There are plenty of people out there who would take it that far. You can't be naive about that. It, it, I mean, what it is is about the people who would never take it that far, but they will, because of the pseudo-anonymous nature of the internet, they will make statements as if they would, which can come back and kick them in the butt. I think this again, and they're, they're, those sort of people have always been around as well. Those who just, you know, write crazy letters to the editor and yep. sit at home and you know, and the, the internet of celebrities out of the out of yeah. I mean, that's just giving them a, a, a bigger, a bigger, a bigger forum, and so you yeah. get more of them homing in on a single topic, and so you'll get the people who do that sort of thing homing in on one topic, for, and they'll be all over the world homing in on the one topic. I guess. Whereas before they were alone, now they can have like-minded conversations with equally twisted individuals. Yeah. yeah. To hunt down and, yeah, because what is it? There's a, a Facebook group that's still active and growing called Kill the Puppy Throwing Girl. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and people aren't getting sickened by that? Why do they, why do, why they allow that to exist? Why doesn't Facebook, why doesn't Facebook shut that down? That's, yeah, that's why doesn't Facebook shut that down? You shouldn't be allowed to call anything the kill that's or whatever. A, that is a that's a hate group, and there's there's laws about hate crime. It's it's not only a hate group; it's a it's a hate group that with with a death wish in its name. Yeah, murderous intent. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, look, I I think if it was named differently and had a different purpose, rather than wanting to kill that person, if it was more like bring that person to justice or a campaign group to press charges against this person, yeah, then, a campaign group you know, to press different. charges against that. That's, that's something completely, completely different. different. That's maintaining it within the law with in legal boundaries and a proper, you know, a proper measure of justice and getting a- angry about this sort of thing. But it, but it is fascinating though, isn't it, Brett, the, um, the power of the net, really? It is. It's something we've commented on many times through the many different things that happen on the internet. There's an immense amount of power on the internet and the internet doesn't, doesn't discriminate from good and bad uses of it. It is a medium that anyone can use. And so quite often, unfortunately, we end up talking about when it's being used for, you know, not kosher or basically death outright evil. Yeah, that's scary. Mm. I think we should just turn the internet off. It's just too much of a hassle. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I'll just write you guys. I'll just write you guys a letter once a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then uh, just maybe be, just release a book. Like, just do a podcast book. A, a podcast like, book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Once yeah. A year. Well, Isn't that what magazines are? <laughs> yeah, magazine that's pretty much group. what magazines are. Right. The, the old style podcasts. <laughs> hey, moving on. Have you guys seen Easy Face? It's a kind of a virtual mirror makeup type site that lets you basically try and make up virtually without actually putting anything to your face. Uh, surprisingly, no, I haven't heard of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, Cameron. When was the last time you did, did a little bit of mascara oh, on the okay, eyes? Oh, last week. Yeah, well, okay, right. And you didn't try Easy Face? Oh, I didn't. I should have. <laughs> well, uh, Cameron's not in the US or the UK. Uh, is it, it's only available in the US and the UK, isn't it? Good point. It's being tested, yeah, in boot yeah. stores in the UK and Walmarts in the US. So awesome. it runs on IBM technology, and basically what it does is it, it, it's like a virtual mirror in that there's a camera and a screen, and you can see yourself on the screen. And what you do is you, you grab a cosmetic product, run the barcode past the scanner, and it'll show you what that particular product will look like on your face. Oh, that's a great idea, isn't it? 
It is. Well, yeah, I, I it uses think a pretty smart technology to mm. match the positioning of, you know, because we're talking about not easy things, the, the, sure. the mathematics and the calculations for displaying eyelids and eye shadows and places, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's some pretty neat technology, some pretty neat mathematics behind that. It'll be interesting to see how accurate it really is, especially with yeah. different faces and, and all that sort of stuff. But, you it's know, but, it's one they haven't tried this. Um, I just realized that, yeah, it's only available actually in those walk-in stores. I mean, most, you know, my laptop has a, a camera built in. Why wouldn't you try and, I mean, that way you, people could try it at home and then. Online, yeah. Online. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would not surprise me if the stores that pick this up, um, if EasyFace did not develop a product for those stores' websites mm. where you could use your webcam to snap pick. And then just scroll through the selection of different uh, makeups and choose them online and have it display on there. And so you could do your orders over the internet. Well, this isn't the only one. There are some, some others. And there is one that's online as well. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's T A Z. Wouldn't it be TARS? TARS, or? I guess. Yeah, that's it. TARS.com. Uh, so there is that one. Have a, have a look at TARS.com. But no, I think it's good because, you know, stores don't have to have samples anymore. This thing works. You can just. Plonk yourself in front of it and put on the old makeup and change it without having to, you know. Yeah, well, they'll never be able to do that for perfume until they, you know, develop ah, some yeah. sort of smell-o-vision technology. Smell-o-vision, yeah. Well, they, they had this sort of, uh, as you say, smell-o-vision technology in cinemas they trialled at one point. Did you hear about that? <laughs> that's just weird. Yeah. That's, just, yeah, it, that's it, ridiculous. If, depending on what sort of thing you're watching, it could really work out badly. It could. <laughs> You're yeah. watching a comedy and he's just fallen off the horse. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> or all of those people with allergies and it's, you know, in a, in a, a hayloft. <laughs> and look, it's no, as you say, it's no surprise it hasn't actually taken off big time, but it has been trialled in cinemas before. Uh, but apparently it was a little bit off-putting because it was a bit, um, the comments from, from the, the cinema goers was that it was a little too... Too too obvious, not not natural enough. You know, suddenly you get this sort of um, gentle breeze coming up through to, to your face. Yeah, with, 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 so with it's smell. taking it was bit, them out of the moment. That's right. It was, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Now, Sony is going to roll out a media store, an online media store. And I say media because it's not just music. In fact, they're not even starting with music. They're starting with, uh, I think, movies and TV series. Yep. And it's apparently going to rival iTunes, or at least that's their aim anyway. Yeah, neat. Yeah, look, I'm surprised. It's not their first foray no, into, it isn't. into a media, you know, online media store. And you know, you know, to be honest, I think if anyone other than Apple could do this successfully, I think it could be Sony. Well, you know, Sony does have the, you know the full range of arms and branches to its corporation. It's got the media devices themselves, the players, the TVs, the game consoles. <laughs> MP3 players, computers, it's got that full gambit of hardware, but it's also got the the full gambit of the software developers and things in the background. And then on top of that, they've got all of their media <laughs> things. They've got Sony Entertainment, Sony Music. Mm. They've got all of it yeah, they do. covered to be able to produce something and push it out all in-house. And it makes you wonder, like... Uh they haven't done this before. They have done it before, but it hasn't really worked out. I'm, I'm wondering how well an orchestrated a, uh, attack on um, Apple this will actually be. Because if they do it right, yeah, it, it's gonna, it's probably gonna hurt Apple a little. Yeah, 
for it has sure. Potential. Yeah, it does have the uh, yeah huge potential. If it was anyone else, would be like, mm, yeah, nice try. Yeah. But no, as you said, Sony is literally the armed technological octopus that has just completely, you know, the whole industry ready yeah. to uh, to go. Yeah, they really do have a tentacle in every pie, and they do. They do. So, and so yeah, we can choose what they do. They just need to yeah. learn how to pull it all together. In fact, well, that's what they're trying to do. The, the spokesman actually from Sony did say that that's their aim. They're trying to pull together a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, that they've got, which is currently a little too disparate. They want to kind of integrate yeah. everything to make, to make it work. And I, I, that makes sense. I mean, that's that's what you do do, you know. Yeah. Now, yeah. what's it called? Oh. Can you pronounce the service? Oh, yeah, it's called Curiosity, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, it's, 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 I know why you're asking that, but I kind of spoiled it, didn't I, for you? It's spelled Q-R-I-O-C-I-T-Y. So Q-R-I-O and then City, which if you try and pronounce the the Q, as you normally would in a word, it, it kind of doesn't work out, but you have to say it as, as the letter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, otherwise, okay. it looks like qu- 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 Yeah, otherwise it's like curiosity. Curiosity, yeah. Yep. And anyway, it's, it's curiosity. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. That's, now that, that's a bit lame. You know, <laughs> I thought that lame. too, actually. I thought, yeah, uh, it's a bit gimmicky, but uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I take, and you I don't take, think sticking a sm- uh, lowercase i in the front of every word <laughs> isn't a bit gimmicky? No. At least it's but iTunes. At least it's logical and people say it. I mean, this. Well, I guess I don't know. It's a nice try, Sony. But yeah, we'll see. I didn't know this until recently, but you know, some months ago here in New Zealand, anyway, and I, I think it was in Australia as well. They were promoting Bandit.fm. Uh, which is an online store, an online music store on, yeah. the, I think, Chippy Packet. So when you buy packets of chips, they, they you get a code and you can you get a free song. And I was yep. using this for a little, a little while. I, I, down, I purchased, well, purchased, I, I got for free uh, a few tunes through that. And yeah, I just I found sorry. out this week that that's actually Sony doing that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Did you Ooh. know it was Sony, Brett? Yeah, yeah, I knew it was Sony. Have you tried using their servers? I have. I, I've also purchased chippy packets which had the <laughs> free <laughs> fm it was also on oh what was it pepsi range oh was it while. yeah did you see those so, in australia cameron as well or it's called bandit fm is it yeah yeah, ban- yeah so uh, bandit dot fm yeah i just went there now did you see uh, the chippy packets as well in in stores no, no i'm not no i haven't seen any chip packets promoting well you don't need you don't need chips. No, do you call I, them crisps over there no we call them chips oh you do call them chips okay like some, potato chips. i thought yeah. someone someone calls them crisps yeah, it's that's US. America. Oh, is yeah. that okay? Yeah, all right. Which makes sense because they are two different products. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I know. I know. So yeah, uh, I was using it for as I say, and uh, getting getting the free ones. <laughs> I, I, I must admit, I haven't spent a cent there. <laughs> I only just got the free ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They send, they send you a lot of spam, though, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I've got at least three or four promotional emails from them since signing up. But that would have been part of the if you were only going to buy chip packets, then <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, fair and, enough. And, and take yeah, some indeed, you are signing yeah. up. You ticked the box and said, "Feel free to just you know flood my inbox." Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm certainly yeah. not going to complain about it. I can't, but uh, yeah. Now, something else that Sony has been working on and was revealed at IFA is Sony's Google TV, or Brett, as you correctly point out, it's actually not really a Google TV, but more an Android TV. Exactly. It's got nothing. The only Google thing about this TV is that it runs on Android. So what what does this mean? Why do you need an Android operating system on a TV? I, I don't get that. Neither do I. I think it's Oh, I was hoping you didn't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, I can't. I can't. I do not see the point of it. 
I don't see the point of it. Why why would I need to? Why would I want to play Android based games and stuff, seeing as Android is designed for small form factor, you know, situation? Why would I want to play one of those games, which would end up being very dated eighties looking sort of graphics on a thirty two or more inch television? Or well, like I your, play that on that. Like Why your 55-inch TV. Well, indeed, like on my 55-inch. I would not want to play any of them on that. And if I wanted to play a game on my big television, why would I not use my PlayStation 3? <laughs> why would I need to download something from the Android marketplace to work on my television? What about browsing the web, though? What about browsing the web using a browser? I can already do that. On what? Your, your On my television. Can you? What have you got that does that? My television is internet connected. Do, do they have that these days? Yes. But this <laughs> Sony is... already makes internet oh, connected Welcome television. to the future. <laughs> Look, the, you... I see no point. That's what I'm talking about. I see no niche that this television is for other than the hardcore Android geek. He just wants to sit back and go, check it out. It's my TV. It runs on Androids. Because yes. you can. I mean, what next? Are you going to put Linux on it? Oh, indeed. I, I, I've hacked Matelli. It's well, no longer a TV. No, it's, it's a computer. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah basically, Linux. it's a computer that can run television shows. It's not a TV anymore. So I, I don't see it. I don't see the point. Is it because you can buy stuff from the marketplace? Although that would be games, though, wouldn't it? Or can yeah, you buy, can you, well, what about you can TV buy shows and stuff? But what's the no, point? Yeah. All right, and, so, so no, no one knows. <laughs> okay, so, so is the consensus we have no what, idea? Is that the consensus? We have no idea why why Sony's so, doing so, this. So that's yeah. it. It's essentially it's a, it's a it's a a computer that has a that's been built into the back of a massive large screen, and essentially it runs Android. And somehow, what uh, the Android part runs a digital tuner which displays the television programs. I'm guessing that's or maybe it. it's just like some kind of embedded dual boot thing. Mm. You switch over to the actual television part, which runs the TV shows, and then well, you I'm switch over you- to the booted embedded Android OS. So, yeah, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't get okay, it. Right, I'm a bit baffled too, but there you go. If, if I wanted to have a computer connected to it, well, pretty well, much yeah. any LCD or plasma or LED TV that you purchase these days will have a connector specifically to allow you to connect an HTPC. Oh, I, look, I know, what it, I know what it is. I, I know what it's it. for. It's for when you're carrying your 42-inch TV under your arm and you're out and about, you can find out where the closest Starbucks is. Ah, but your TV doesn't come with a built-in GPS. Ah, well, that throws that idea out then, doesn't it? Yeah, so I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Who do I? Okay, I'm going to move on. Research Out looks at what tempts people into buying songs, and one of the factors is the length of song samples. And there was a rumour that when iTunes 10 comes out, has come out now, the iTunes store was going to increase their 30-second sample to 90 seconds. I can tell you that hasn't happened because I tried that a few minutes just uh, this morning and it's still at 30 seconds. But just Uh, wanted to talk about what you guys thought about the 30-second samples. How do you find them? Too short? Too Uh, long? Far too short. You cannot tell anything because they generally, you know, most songs will have a relatively boring part and a quite catchy part. And that catchy part might be a brief, brief interlude for what is generally an absolute bore of a song. And the 30-second snippet will always be that 
tiny little bit of either the chorus, which everybody hears and is quite catchy, and none of the rest of the boring bit. Ah, uh, that's so movie. Even a larger yeah. bit, <laughs> which means that the 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 sample size you get encompasses more of the song and more of the changes in the song. So you don't think that ah. Oh, I've listened to that 30-second sample. That sounds like a brilliant, upbeat sort of poppy song. And you buy it and discover that it's actually a really boring, depressing song with an uplifting bit as a chorus bit, which then goes into something which makes you want to turn your MP3 player off. (laughs) I think anything which gives the consumer a better idea as to what they're going to buy is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it can be a good thing. Yeah, See, I, look I, at I the think the popularity thing- of all of the different places, you know, Pandora, YouTube, where you can listen to entire songs. Yeah, uh, albeit in, in low picture. quality, but yeah, you yeah, hear the whole thing. Albeit yeah. in low quality, but you get the full picture, and so you know, you know what you're going to get when you go and buy it. The thing for me is with, with iTunes because I make quite a few purchases from iTunes, and the thing I find is is that quite often I'll listen to the thirty second clip, and it's it's either the bridge or the verse. And it's about to launch into the chorus just as it's fading out. And it's like, oh, man, I, I, I have no idea how the chorus goes now. So, yeah, And yeah. inevitably, I end up Googling it to, to find a YouTube version of it so I can hear the chorus. Exactly. <laughs> and now we have actual research which states that that's a fact. If you give the user more of a chance to know what the song is about, they are more likely to make a purchase. Correct. Although you have to balance it because they also notice that the more you provide of a song for a sample, the greater the proportion of leeches as well who, who will just basically take the sample or the, you know, the entire song if you, if you go to the extreme and, and that's all they'll have and, and they yeah. don't need to buy it. Yeah. So there is, you know, there is a balancing there is that, act. That yeah. point. But as they said, the, the point that they've found is that 60 second mark. And most songs these days are two to three minutes long. So if you want to leech half a song, then go for it. You're only going to get half a song though. Now onto some gadgets. There's a crowd called MakerDisc Pets. And they've created what they call a Skitterbot, which is kind of like a little cockroachy looking thing. (laughs) Electronic, of course. That runs around at about a foot a second. Have you it's guys seen that? Have you had a look at the, the YouTube on that? Creature, yeah. yeah, I know. Aren't those cool? That's they awesome. are very cool. Goes up with the the other desk toys, which I think are cool. The 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 USB um, computer controlled Nerf launchers and other such toys for your desk. Oh, there are so many gadgets out there. Yeah, there's so many things I oh, I'd love to have. But the thing about the Skitterbot is that it's it's I think one of the fastest, isn't it? It actually yep. goes reasonably fast because up until now, a lot of these insecty type gadgets would walk along at a pretty lame pace, and it's like, oh yeah, okay, it's no nothing like a real bug. Uh, this oh, this see. thing can can move. Yeah, they've got some pretty good little motors in those. That's awesome. Imagine a swarm of them on the ground. <laughs> a swarm of them all acting like a swarm. Yeah, yeah, all, like all together, <laughs> all, ne- all networked together. Exactly, all networked together, skittering at you yeah. at such an absurdly fast pace. Oh, now we're talking. You can really freak some people out when they walk into and, a room. And-, and better still, have them so that they power up from human body heat. So they just suddenly will just swarm and lay all over you all evenly. Yep. <laughs> they all, them let them out. They swarm towards them. heat sources, yes. That exactly. would be brilliant. Just and awesome. you have the lights on them. 
and have them work in the dark. So people enter a dark room yep. and then they all just turn on. You see a yes. swarm of little lights that turn on and then swarm towards you. Oh. <laughs> Jenny, yes. you guys have just freaked a few people out and they've switched <laughs> off now. We've <laughs> lost a few listeners now. Brilliant. It'd be That'd so be much fun. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll have to get some of these. We'll link them all together and we'll put it on YouTube. And how are they powered again? Do we know how these things are powered? Oh, they're just battery. Uh, you charge yeah. them up. Yeah. Rechargeable batteries. You recharge them via USB. Okay. Yeah, 30-minute charge for 15 minutes of play. <laughs> the article so. actually refers to also the biggest um, Honda's the SEMO robot. Have you seen that thing? The, the what ro- robot? That yes. robot. The, the Asmo. Little, yes. The dog. No, 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 no. That's the human. Oh, no. You mean the, the little dog. man. That can jog. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. dogging Hold one, yeah. Yes, yeah, we talked about that actually on, on one of our episodes. And he can, I think he can climb over uh, or walk over things, uneven surfaces and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm pretty climb sure he, upstairs, those sorts of I'm things. pretty sure he lives alone, has his own place, and cooks for himself now. Because that was like years ago he did that. <laughs> and he's leaping. Yes. He's just, they're moving him along leaps and bounds. So I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> he's married with a couple of robot kids now. I was going to say, is he reproducing? Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he builds another one, and then they, together they build more. Well, wouldn't yeah. that be cool? Building a robot that can build robots. Yeah. And well, can source materials and stuff. Yeah. Just, and just duplicate itself. Wow. See, there's not going to be a zombie apocalypse, it's going to be robots. Yeah, yeah, so, so well, it's going to be Terminator. Yeah, and those and those and those little and the only things that will survive at the end will be those little cockroaches. <laughs> yes, the only thing that will survive the Skinnerbots, <laughs> that yeah. must be in apocalypse, <laughs> is robotic cockroaches. <laughs> uh, we've we've just made a movie now. You know, yeah. we've just outlined a movie. Yeah, oh, we have. You wait in a couple of years. Someone's going to put that out. We're going to go. This looks seems really familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll get some royalties out of it, won't we? As long oh. as this podcast lasts until then. Maybe. There's so many people putting their hands up for uh, saying that they wrote Avatar and that James Cameron owes them like a quarter of a billion dollars and stuff. Have you been? You seen any of that? Yeah, yeah. I heard about that. There's been like three or four people now from all around the world going, that's my story. It's like what, that really basic sort of underlying premise. Exactly. Uh, a really, really basic hero yeah. story. It was practically it's like- they had the same sort of controversy when J.K. Rowling was coming out with all of her Harry Potter books. Yeah. All these people putting up, going, "Hey, I wrote a book about a teenage wizard. Where's my royalties?" <laughs> yeah, it's, idea. it's funny how they all. <laughs> and they only come out when it when it's successful. When it's big time when it's successful. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens to draw in a large dollar sum. Oh, indeed. Like the guy who says that he owns most of Facebook. Oh yeah, he exactly like that. After Facebook became huge, I only just learned that they filmed Avatar in New Zealand. I didn't realize. Oh, they filmed lots of movies here. Did they film lots of movies? Yeah, filmed yeah, here. Did. And even I don't recognize, realize until I watch it and go, hey, those are mostly New Zealand actors in the background there. Ah, uh, okay. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't pick that up. I know. Well, a new guy at work started and he was actually in it. Yeah. He was, he was actually directed by James Cameron. So we've got a complete tangent here. Wow. But anyway, he's, he's in the background scene where there was a, a premise of how the guy, Jake, actually lost his legs. Yeah. And it's from a bar room. For all it started that he got pulled in on, yeah. And my my friend was in the background of the bar of the bar scene that never made it, so he might be in one of the deleted scenes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, neat. So Cameron, you're only two uh, degrees away from James Cameron, uh, and that makes Brett and myself uh, three only three degrees away. Yes, yeah, so I'm also t- uh, one degree away from Barack Obama. Really, one? Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I know a person who knows Barack Obama personally. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> just, wow. Isn't that amazing? If you want to play some Kevin Bacon. If you want, oh, look, he's right next to me right now. <laughs> he was sharing your pork belly. <laughs> he was. Get it? Kevin Bacon. Indeed. Yes. Yeah, no, the lawyer that we use for uh, Groggle, he uh, completed his um, master's at Harvard and in his graduating class was Barack Obama. Wow. It is a very small world. Isn't it small? Very weird. How do we get onto this? This Uh, I don't know. Nowhere near robotic cockroaches. (laughs) (laughs) That's the beauty of this podcast. Isn't it great? So that makes all our listeners only three degrees away now. That's it. Although, although can they say that they know us? I don't know. No, probably not. I mean, we don't know who they are. Yeah, I'd love to. Oh. This is the thing, though. We I keep telling people come come over to boysatick.com and leave some comments. No one ever does. They they won't be scared. <laughs> you don't have to use your real name. You can you can you know use a fake name. That's fine. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Well, I always push down on my Twitter account whenever I um, you know, come on. I'll say hey, you know, check it out. So I'm not sure whether you get any listeners from that. Oh, um, I've only got a you know thousand or so followers or something. Sorry, many a thousand. Oh, I think it's about that. Hey, how did you get a thousand? Me? Oh, now we're going to have a discussion about <laughs> followers on Twitter. I've only got about 12. Oh, okay. One of them is me. Okay, I've got 11 others. <laughs> that makes it worse. <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, though. One of my, I've got a number of Twitter accounts for different things, different personas, and one of them has something like 500... Uh, followers. I'll just have a quick look now. I think it's got 500 or so. and uh, uh, 633, I've just had a look. 633, and probably about 630 of those uh, are only following that account because they have they think it's something else. Isn't that sad? <laughs> right. <laughs> so what, is it, is it, have you got like this, but blonde Swedish? Oh, no. No no. <laughs> no. no, no, no. Yes, he has. That's no, what I was going to say. You, no. Some, some, some hot chicken in a bikini is like, hi, boys, at Twitter. No, no. <laughs> Funny Cameron, when you've got 700 guys following you. That's yeah. my other account. There, I've got 12,000 on that one. <laughs> but, uh, this is actually a, a radio, st- a low-power FM radio station I, I run called Mix FM. Now, apparently in Brazil, I've got all these Brazilians following me. In Brazil, Mix FM is a radio station that is hugely popular. And they think... <laughs> That the Twitter account for Mix FM in Brazil is Mix FM, but no, that's mine. And uh, I think <laughs> theirs is Radio Mix FM or Mix FM Radio or something, but they get the wrong one, so they, they follow me. I follow them back out of courtesy. And they, they send me messages in, in Portuguese, and I have to translate them, and, and I send something back saying good they stuff. You, you know? they, ask, they, ask, they ask you to play requests and stuff. No, I, oh, I have, yeah, someone did ask if I had, um, oh, I don't know, something like, I don't know. Justin Bieber or something. I can't remember. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, they do. You do get that. And it's like, no, I, oh, that's right. I did get asked about Justin Bieber. I said, no, sorry, we don't play children's music. So, <laughs> Did you write it back in Portuguese, though? No, no, I, that one I didn't. I, I, I should have, though. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they'd be reading your really badly translated, like um, the Google Translate. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, and just going, what? This is really weird. It, yeah. There's a really funny site, which I can't remember now. So this story will will flop, but I'll say it anyway. There's a a site that you can probably Google for it, which you you put in an English phrase or sentence and it translates it to another language, back to English, then another language and back again about five or six times and then what comes out is completely different. And Uh, it's usually very, very funny as well. (laughs) It's the language version of Chinese whispers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good if you do that with, um, in, 
in Japanese. If you take an English like phrase, put a Japanese and then grab the Japanese translation and pull that back we'll into back. English. Yeah, it's um, it's quite funny. Actually, there's a there's a show over on uh, over here called Spicks and Specs, and it's a music based quiz show. So you've got your the host and the two regular, you know, panel members, and then you've got special musicians who are visiting or famous people or whatever, and they just you know pick categories, and it's all it's basically a quiz show about all things music, and that's how they do one of their one of their questions is okay when it's broken up into teams, which of these uh, lyrics are from which band and what's the song. And then that's what they've done. They've taken the standard lyrics, like it might just be Yesterday by the Beatles, and they've pulled that back and gone back again. And you've got to sit there and try and work out. Oh, what it, what it was. What it was, yeah. Oh. yeah. All right, last story before we do the New Zealand section. Scammers are now using fake copyright infringement notices to trick people into sending payment for alleged breaches of copyright, which are obviously <laughs> entirely false. And oh. they're, going, they're, they're pretending to be Hadopi. Oh. Hilarity. <laughs> very sneaky, isn't it? It is. It you is. You downloaded oh. this. Pop over here and pay now and everything will be fine. So it just Ooh. goes to, it adds another level of complexity that lawmakers will have to take into account when trying to come up with their ridiculous copyright acts and copyright law. Is that anything that you create which has this sort of thing, which is seen as a money making scheme? taking off profits, those sorts of things, is going to attract people who will attempt to abuse it by pretending to be those authorities. <laughs> it's absolutely this hilarious. Is, yeah, I know. But once again, it's a, if you don't actually have a look at what you're being sent and use some common sense, then you might get ripped off. Well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the number of times that princes and CEOs and presidents of companies from Nigeria have offered me large amounts of money, and I've just not ever taken the bait. Oh, really? I get all the time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's that initial fee, that initial fee. If there wasn't that initial fee, I'd I'd go for it. Yeah, look, I I figure, look, I I just paid them the money because one of them's going to be true. One of them's got to be true. (laughs) (laughs) So I figure when, when that comes through... There's like a hundred billion pounds in a in a suitcase just waiting for me. <laughs> one of them's got to be right. They just they can't all be like no, exactly. Yeah, so, so yeah. one of them will be right. Yeah, I, I like logic, your logic. Logic dictates one of them's got to come up. With. It's like it's like the lotto. You just got to keep playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an so expensive lotto you'd be playing. I haven't had. Oh, I'm, I'm, I haven't had one of those emails for a while. Now no. I'm just getting ones where they're trying to blackmail me with pictures of my wife, which always just makes me laugh. Because you don't have a wife. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, to, uh, okay, I'm, I, I get I get the pictures of women saying hi. Come and meet me over here at this website or whatever it is. Um, or it's like <laughs> yes, a like a dating, like some sort of dating thing where, yeah, it's always Russian women. Yeah, it's always yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I agree. It's always the Russian women. Yeah, I'd like to meet you and maybe exactly. you know marry you and yeah yeah. Yeah. Be your children and all the rest of it. Anyway, that's it, folks. That's episode 82, at least for the international stories. And right after this little musical interlude, we'll cover the two New Zealand stories. Don't go away. All right, welcome back. Now, surprisingly, and I say this because I didn't think this would happen, police here in New Zealand have given Google the all clear over their uh, alleged stealing private wireless internet data. 
Ah, the Wi-Fi sniffing. They yeah, did. the sniffing. They've been cleared. They've been cleared, apparently. Wow, because yeah. they've been told off by so many other countries. How yeah, is like it yeah. that New Zealand has cleared them? Has New Zealand been able to get access to the Wi-Fi data and has discovered that actually people in New Zealand are relatively either secure or very boring in their <laughs> sniffed data? Well, it makes you wonder <laughs> how thoroughly they went. made them go, it's yeah. okay, they haven't breached privacy. Well, or it makes you wonder. Do we have a, a, a worse privacy act here? Who knows? It does make you wonder how thoroughly they went through it. But apparently the, the police are convinced that there's not a case to answer to and they apparently did spend time poring over information that they had. Uh, I don't know what they looked at, but there you go. So they've done nothing wrong in New Zealand, according to, to the police. Wow. I was not expecting that at yeah, all. Yeah, I was a bit surprised too. Yeah. So that's a little update on that one. So wow. you guys have had Street View for a while? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you're okay. backwards here? <laughs> we got the internet last year. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. Well, they've done no, the- kind of internet. It was, it was two guys with two tin cans and a piece of number eight wine. Well, actually, as you, isn't it funny though, Brett, you're just coming back to this Christchurch thing. You were saying that the, the internet is running in Christchurch, but power and water aren't. Yeah, obviously the the infrastructure for the cables to run power and to run telecommunications were a little more resilient towards the earth moving than the more inflexible pipes of water and sewerage. Either they or someone's got their priorities right or wrong. (laughs) Indeed. There's probably a lot more cables running overhead for um, internet power. And so the, the... the, the poles would probably be able to take a little more of the sway. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Than, you know, yeah, see, that's one of the disadvantages it. about buried cables, isn't it? Yeah. If you're in a, a fault zone, when those faults move, <laughs> you sever those cables. It's the, the price you pay for having a nice view, unobscured by pylons and cables running over your head. It is. Okay, last story. A greymouth couple lost $15,000 in an internet scam. Apparently, see, what's happening now, the way it works is you run an auction online and then the scammers are watching these auctions that are closing and then contact the bidder pretending to be the seller saying, here, pay your money into, into this account. And, and this couple were buying a car, $15,000 they put into the account they tried to follow it up to put a stop to it. It was too late. The money had been cleared out at the other end already. So the money had been laundered. It's uh, gone all the way to Britain, hadn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it is very clever. Yeah, it's another one of those bizarre sorts of buyer beware things. The People thing is, using it, all sorts of stuff. So I, I myself, I think we might have talked about it on a previous show. There was that scam going around New Zealand where people would call you and see whether or not you you had virus protection on your computer and was anything wrong with your computer and blah, 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 trying to con you into giving them money to log on to your computer to remotely fix your computer. And I actually got one of those calls. Oh, did you? <laughs> Only a couple of days after the conversation, I got one of those calls. <laughs> so how does a scam work? Well, they bring up and they attempt to coerce you into believing that your your computer is at risk and they are a company who will remotely connect to your computer and fix up your computer oh, and, and you pay over the phone. And, stuff, and you pay them money to do that. Over the phone with a credit card. Yeah. Ah, I see. Okay. 
and also give them uh, remote access to your computer. Oh, and they actually do something on your computer, do they? Yeah, they actually do. But what, well, what, what do they do? To. I'm guessing they would use remote assistance on Windows PCs. Yeah, but what do they actually do? Because it's a scam, uh, right? So they're, not, they're yeah. not installing. So what are they doing? Looking at your stuff or yeah, looking putting at a virus stuff, on there? Or? Um, putting on malware, putting on Trojans, siphoning oh. off your password files, those sort of things. Wow. So you actually got one of these calls, Brett. I got one of them. It took me 15 minutes to convince the woman that I really did not need their services and could you please go now? <laughs> you mean you didn't just hang up? <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not rude like that. I can't do that. Yeah, look, I must admit, I, I have trouble doing that as well. I can't be not nice to people, even if I know that they're attempting to scam me. I, I still have to be polite. So, Really? I would just hang up. It was quite entertaining for the first five or so minutes of it. I was like quite chuffed. What's, what sort of accent was it? Me. It wasn't a New Zealand accent, it, was it? No, no, no. It sounded to me like a, an Indian call centre. Ah, okay. Having heard Indian call centres before. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that pretty mm. much concludes episode 82. It's been a bumper of an issue. And, well, how about that storm on Friday night, Brad? Duh. It was annoying. It, it, it started while I was about to open the door to leave work. Decided not to leave work then. Yeah, we, we, the exa- well, good choice. We had a couple of centimetres of hail. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. I made a little hail snowman with my daughter. Inside. I, I brought the hail inside. Yeah, I wasn't going to send it. <laughs> you, you didn't take her outside into the storm. Uh, no. <laughs> the lightning and the thunder. <laughs> no. And the hail. <laughs> wow, yeah, that came on very suddenly. It was quite impressive. And just before we wrap this up, have you guys seen the new iPod Nano? It looks okay. awesome. It does look awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. I, I have an, an, you know, an urge to randomly purchase it for no apparent reason other than it looks really nice. I just don't wonder how usable it is because it's quite small. Do you, do you think it's usable? Yeah, it will be. Well, it's Apple. I, I, well, yeah. Apple does user interfaces. And if they yeah. can get a regular buttons to work on a tiny little shuffle, then they can get a touchpad version of buttons yeah. to work. You'd have to nano. try. I'd have to try it. I, you know, if I was in the market for an iPod, which I'm not, but if I was, I'd definitely have to, have to try that before. Yeah. Because yeah. it just doesn't, to me, I don't know, I can see myself, you know, being all, all thumbs on it. Excuse yeah. the pun. Oh, no, I reckon you'd be, able to, you'd be able to use it. They would have it pretty well worked out for, mm-hmm. for uh, people with large fingers for yeah. thumb use for instance yeah, my biggest shock for their iPod lineup because the rest of them were pretty much what everybody was expecting was that they put the buttons back on the shuffle yeah they did didn't they they took them away from the previous generation yep. and yep. it was all controlled by the little controls on the earpiece you know on the the cord and now they've put the buttons back it's now back to being relatively squarish and has the buttons. Yeah, that, that was surprising, wasn't it? It was surprising. They don't generally make a backstep. No, like they that. don't. They don't. But They push forward with the user interfaces. They don't take that jump back. But with this, they actually did. So that was a couple of the things announced at the uh, event just recently at Apple. The, the one thing I didn't like, though, that was released at that event was the iTunes 10, which is great. But the, log- the icon for iTunes 10 is horrible. Oh, what's it look like? It looks like one Rubber of those... Studio. It's like a try-hard one. You know, You know when, okay, here's the thing. You know when Microsoft tries to be Web 2.0-ish and tries to come yeah. up with these cool icons, but they look really lame and they date really quickly, like in a week, it just makes you want to puke? It's one of those icons. Oh, you mean like the Office 2000 icons? 
Uh, I can't recall exactly, but I... The Office 2000 icons came out and they were, look, they were like the icons you got on Windows 3.1. Yeah, no, that would be nice. Square, no, these, this is very web 2.0. Have a look at iTunes. Try, I don't know, Google iTunes 10 icon or something. I shall have a look. Do an image search. It, it looks- the other icons they've been coming out. Well, I thought the icons for oh. the Mac version of Office looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, that's the, Microsoft. That's Microsoft, yeah. looks pretty cool. So you're, you're talking about the the black, like, they've changed the, the music note to black and they put it in, the, in, the, in that blue disc. That's right. There's a, a sort of a blue yep. 3D button type that with black music notes on it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it looks terrible. It doesn't fit with anything. It, it's yes, it's, it's like a Microsoft did it for them. Yes, yeah, I think Microsoft <laughs> did do it for them. Yeah. And I'm not Microsoft bashing, but really I, I find that all the Microsoft, you know when Microsoft design sites and you can see what they're doing, they're, they're trying to be sort of hip and web 2.0 and on the edge and all, but it, it, it's really not. It's like really lame and it's like, oh, please, get a, get a real company to do it. Well, it's very glossy. I'll give them that. But it doesn't... F- oh, yeah. It's, Make- it's... Well, you know, their previous one was very... Well, it's very, it's very music-centric, the previous one. I think they're trying to get away from that. Yeah. They're trying to, they're I think they're trying to be that one all TVs, movies, you know, music as well. They're trying to be that media company, not just a... Well, you would think that they would incorporate more than just the uh, musical note then. Yes, but they probably will. That's what you'll find. Oh, you think it's a transition? I think it's interesting. Yeah, it may well be actually. Yeah, I hope it not, is. It's not sharp enough. No, it is. Um, <laughs> that that music note will change to something else, whether it be a uh, some sort of. So yeah, that's that's what they're doing. Well, if it had been Adobe, it would have been a lowercase i and an uppercase t in a corner with a color. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's how Adobe <laughs> do their things, isn't it? Because that's how they do their things. Hmm. Hi, <laughs> I'm just saying that randomly because I. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those logos. I think they're quite nice. They're, they're um, next-gen ones. Yeah, I don't mind the Adobe component. ones. Yeah, I know, the, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, they look like a periodic yeah, table of the yeah, elements. they do yeah. indeed. They, look, they do look good. All right, folks, I think that's pretty much it. Episode 82. Cameron, thank you very much for coming back and joining us on the panel. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. And Brett, once again, thank you very much for co-hosting the show with me. It's been a blast. Always a pleasure, Ed. And everyone else listening to us out there on the internet, thank you very much. See you again next week for episode 83. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.